him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. The Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring as Sir Percy Blakeney. Revolution started gloriously, ringing with words such as liberty, equality, fraternity. But somewhere or other, the word justice had been lost, and lost with it was the word mercy. Tony Dewhurst and I, disguised as French beggars, sat with a sullen mob attending the trial of the Duke de Morteau and his daughter Yvonne. This isn't a trial, Blakeney. I know. Look at these faces, like beasts. They don't want justice, they want blood. What are they waiting for? Why don't they go on with it? The Duke is an old man. I think Citizen Chauvelin gets pleasure from keeping him standing. Wait. Chauvelin seems ready to continue now. Quiet, citizens of the Republic! Duke de Montreux, you and your daughter, Yvonne de Montreux, have heard the accusations made against you. If you have anything to say in your defense, say it now. <laughs> Nothing? Not even a plea for clemency? For myself, nothing, monsieur. But for my daughter, I ask... No, father. For my daughter, I beg you to be merciful. Hear me, citizen. Hear me. Of course we must be merciful to such a beautiful lady. We must be merciful and sentence her, along with her father, to death on the guillotine. Citizen de Mortreux and his daughter will be taken to the conciergerie prison where they will be held overnight and placed on the docket for tomorrow's list for the guillotine. Take them away! Take them away! And that, Tony, is justice, and I'm Monsieur Chauvelin. We must save them, Blakeney. We shall. The League of the Scarlet Pimpernel is a busy night ahead. What's our first move? Oh, I'd say an act of courtesy. After all, since we're disguised as citizens of the Republic, we should congratulate Citizen Chauvelin on his wisdom. Come on. You mean you're going to walk right up and talk to him? Why not? He won't recognize us in these rags. <laughs> I've something to give him. You know what? <laughs> a little poem. They speak him here, they speak him there. Yes. <laughs> but we must be very French, citizen. But of course, citizen. <laughs> as I go to shake his hand, I'll drop the poem at his feet. Now, you pick it up and hand it to him and tell him it fell from his pocket. All right, uh, watch it now. Ah, citizen Chauvelin. You were magnificent. <laughs> Thank you, citizen. The aristos, so you made them tremble so. <laughs> they shall know the wrath of the Republic. It was wonderful to see, citizen. <laughs> oh, you, you dropped something, citizen. Ah, I do not think that is mine. I... Oh, yes. It was protruding from your pocket. Oh. I saw it fall. Oh, possibly a very important paper of state, citizen. From my pocket? Oh, very well. Let me have it. Citizen, uh, what is wrong? Yes. You are pale, citizen. Are you ill? That's right. No, no, no. The Scarlet Pimpernel. Hey, the Scarlet Pimpernel. On this paper, his poem. 
Somebody must have put it in my pocket. Oh, the Englishman would not dare come here into the tribunal. He would not be such a fool. Somebody must have placed it in your pocket while you were en route to the trial, citizen. Yes, yes, yes. Go about your business, citizen. Say nothing of this. Do you think the Pimpernel plans to rescue the aristocrat? Yes, but he will not succeed. Not tonight. This time, the Scarlet Pimpernel will not leave Paris alive. Chauvelin was rattled. It would make him particularly cautious. And I planned for that caution to work in our favor. Tony and I slipped back to our quarters via back alleys and muddy streets and changed into our regular garb. The foppish garments of British gentlemen. By dinner hour, we were at Chauvelin's favorite cafe in the Rue Dauphine, where one of our men had long posed as a waiter. More wine, monsieur? No, by all means, my good fellow. Always more wine. Oh, really, old chap. Find a good vintage, won't you? That looks like the abominable stuff you gave us last time. Oh, no, monsieur. It is a fine vintage. Well, lean over. Hold it to the light so I may see it. Oui, monsieur. Did Chauvelin down here? Yes. Yes. Good. Anything else? He had a guess. Oh. It is in Bebo of the people's police. Bebo, eh? Overhear any of that conversation. All exit gates in the city are to be closed tonight at sundown. Except the Mayo gate. Bebo will personally take charge there. All passports will be scrutinized by him. Visitors coming, Blakeney. Oh, really, Garthon? I don't know how you French ever acquired such a reputation for wine. Oh, well, it will have to do, I suppose. Uh, oh, look, Tony. <laughs> Citizen Marard, his friend. Evening, citizens. Who's that English fool? Uh, Blakeney is an idiot. Ah. Garthong, another bottle of wine for Citizen Marat and his guest, with my compliments. Oui, monsieur. Looks like we're in for a rough evening, Blakeney. <laughs> you think so? If we hadn't given Chauvelin that poem, they might not be so alert. Bad enough, the extra guards at the prison, but with Bebo personally guarding the Mayo Gate, well, he's no fool. That's where you're wrong, Tony. The sharpest man can be a fool when his mind is open to fear. Fear of what? Fear of making a mistake. What would happen to Bebo if the Scarlet Pimpernel and a couple of aristocrats escaped under his very nose? I imagine Citizen Chauvelin would send him to the guilty. Precisely. And Citizen Bebo knows it. And that knowledge will be our passport through the Mayo Gate. You seem quite certain. I have never been more certain. How do you plan? The plan can wait, Tony. First things first. Because we may never reach the Mayo Gate. Unless we can get the Duke de Mortreux and his daughter out of prison. Do we have any police uniforms? I don't know more. Good. We'll need uh, four. For you, myself, and Fuchs, and Kent. While you're getting them, I have a letter to write. What sort of letter is a sign like this? Oh, just a simple forgery, old boy. From Citizen Bebo to the jailer. Ordering the release of the Duke and his daughter in our custody. dark when we entered the conciergerie prison, but even the night could not be as black as the dank corridors that led down to the dungeons. The uniforms we wore got us to the corridor we wanted, until we approached the mournful lanterns that painted one end of the prison with a weird yellow light. By the lanterns, must be a whole squad on guard. Speak only just spoken to. I'll handle it. Identify yourself, citizen. I am Citizen Sergeant Moret. 
assigned to leadership of the three citizen soldiers under my command. Have you not been informed that this section of the prison is restricted? I am acting under special order of citizen Bibo, who has given me this paper to deliver into your hands, citizen captain. Advance. A left man. Watch them carefully. Very well. Let me have the paper. Oui, citizen captain. You know the contents of this note, citizen? Oui, citizen captain. My men and I are to take the filthy Aristo and his daughter <laughs> to the detention prison in the Rue de Carousel, so they may be nearer the guillotine when morning comes. Do you take me for a fool, citizen? I, I, I do not understand. This note is not an official stationery of the police. Because it was written in a cafe where citizen Bibot was dining with citizen Chauvelin. No, do not look at me so, citizen. Do you think I like being charged with the responsibility of holding the Aristos when that cursed Englishman has sworn to free them? I would prefer to leave them in your custody. If you will, Never I... mind your preference, citizen sergeant. You will obey your orders as I obey mine. Open the mob cell. The prisoners will be released to the citizen sergeant. You will sign here. Acknowledging release in your custody, citizen. Very well. But remember the rest of your instructions. What is it now? You are to place two of your own men in the cell, without light, and continue to maintain full guard in case the Pimpernel comes here. If he does not come by midnight, citizen Bibo gave me this note for you. You may open it at midnight. I understand. Here are your prisoners. Citizen Captain, I, I would like it if you would give me a few more men. You read my orders, citizen Sergeant. I have to maintain a full guard. But, but with only four of us to convey the prisoners, it seems an act of stupidity. You call Citizen Bibo's orders an act of stupidity? If I can obey him, so can you. Oui, Citizen Captain. I apologize. Take your prisoners and go. Come. Come, you. The guillotine will remove those pretty curls. Take your hands off me, you swine. Swine, eh? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Brave soldier of the Republic. Striking a woman. I am an old man, monsieur, but not too old to defend my daughter. Come on, you old fool. What? Or it will go badly with you. This way. This way. Mind that you watch them well, citizen doctor. Do not fear, citizen captain. They will be well cared for. (laughs) And now, mademoiselle, may I apologize for slapping your face? You... You are not French? Not at all, mademoiselle. We are English. While apologies are in order, please forgive me, monsieur, for handling you so roughly. What you English? You, you be tall one. You must be the one we have heard about. Oh, Scarlet Pimpernel. Who I am doesn't matter. Getting you out of Paris and safely to England is all that... <laughs> What's that? I'm afraid I've overplayed my hand, Tony. They're on to us. That second note you left with the captain, eh? Yes, the Scarlet Pimpernel rhyme. I might have known he wouldn't wait to open it. Quickly, there's the door to the courtyard.
myself for having left the telltale note with the captain. I could hear him and his men pounding through the corridor behind us. While from the other direction, the guards from the courtyard rushed in towards us. We're for it, Blakeney. Not yet. One last bluff. Hey, you courtyard guards! What is it? What are you doing with the prisoners? Getting them safely away from the Scarlet Pimpernel, you fool. He's in there with more than 20 men. But how? Who knows, you fool? He's disguised as captain of the guard. I can get him while we get the prisoners to safety. This way, man! This way! He's the captain of the guard! Go on, in there, quickly. All of you. Follow me, Mr. Desire. Now, Your Grace, Mademoiselle, this way, hurry. Soldiers poured into the dungeon, clashing with the captain and the squad that pursued us. They milled about like cattle, flashing and shouting in their confusion. Tony slammed the door behind them. To the boat. Then we dashed for the gate. I... I am sorry, monsieur. I cannot... I'm sorry. I'll carry you. Yes, save, save my daughter. I'm an old man. Leave me. No fear. You can be carried too. Hang on to my shoulder. It looks like they've broken out of that door. Too late to stop us. All right, ten folks. The horses in that alley. Get them out. Ah. Here's the brandy. Ah, good. Well, pour some out for the Duke. Thank you, monsieur. And I think Mademoiselle Yvonne would like a glass, too. Ah, a little excitement. <laughs> little excitement, he says, Father. No wonder we have heard so many tales of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Oh, monsieur, a moment ago, my hands were still trembling. Now, for the first time in many months, I feel we are safe. Is it not so, Father? Yes, it is a good feeling to be safe. Well, I'm glad you feel that way, but um, please remember we are not yet out of Paris, and whatever move we make must be made tonight. This stable that shelters us has been under surveillance before. By morning, a full-scale search will be underway. I understand, monsieur. You may count on us to follow faithfully any orders you may give. My orders are very simple. You will remain here while Tony and I seek an exit from the city. Fuchs and Kent will be on guard outside. They will do their utmost to defend you if this hiding place is discovered. And if... if they should fail, monsieur? If they fail, you will have two pistols, which I shall leave with you. You understand? Perfectly. We are not cowards, monsieur. At least we shall cheat the guillotine. Well spoken, mademoiselle. To the voyage we all share tonight. To death or to England. I prefer a different toast, monsieur. To the Scarlet Pimpernel and the brave gentleman of his league. Tony and I shed our uniforms and dressed once again in the garb of the French beggars covering our faces and our hands with a concealing layer of grime. The only possible point of exit from the city was the Mayo Gate. It was teeming with police guards when we reached there. The news of the prison break was on every tongue as we took our posts near the gate and pretended to beg. Help! Help, citizen comrades! Help the unfortunate citizen! Our friend Devo seems quite distressed lately. Pacing about like a caged lion. The more nervous he gets, the better for us. I don't know how we'll ever get through that gate. Too many to fight through. We couldn't risk it anyhow, not with the old man and the girl. How then? By special permission of Citizen Bebo, I hope. Oh, that's not likely. The way he's examining those passports. Look, somebody's trying to get out now. Where did you get this passport, Mrs. Anderson? It was issued by a member of the Committee of the Public Safety. See? It bears a personal signature of Citizen Nava. Why did you wish to leave Paris tonight? I have the right to go to my home, Citizen. 
My father lies outside the city. I am a devoted citizen of the Republic, citizen. Why do you question my passport? If you do not honor it, I will lodge a complaint with citizen Chauvelin. Oh, you claim to know citizen Chauvelin? I do. We shall see, citizen. We shall see. Yes! Summon citizen Chauvelin from the inn. Yes, yes. They're really on the alert, Blakeney. Chauvelin himself? Yes, no wonder Bibo is so nervous. What do you mean? He's actually afraid to let that man go through without consulting Chauvelin. That means he's afraid Chauvelin doesn't trust his judgment. Here comes Chauvelin now. What is it this time, citizen Bibo? I was questioning the citizen's passport. He said you could identify him. Huh? <laughs> you know me, citizen Chauvelin? I am citizen Balotti. Uh-huh. I denounced several avistos before the tribunal. Uh, I remember you. What's wrong with you, citizen Bibo? I am merely being cautious, citizen. We are not looking for one man. The Scarlet Pimpernel and his men will try to escape in a group with the prisoners. One of his avistos is a woman. He would not leave her unguarded. Let this citizen pass. Thank you, citizen Chopin. Go ahead. Let him through the gates, men. See that you have no further need for me tonight, Citizen Bibo, because I'm leaving you at this post while I supervise the search of the city. If the cursed Pimpernel and the Aristos pass through this gate tonight, your blood will stain the guillotine tomorrow. Chauvelin summoned his carriage and drove off and I could see the tension in Bibo's face. His examination of passports became a grim and deadly thing as his nerves and his suspicions twisted the muscles of his jaw into a tight knot. Let the two citizens pass. Getting on to midnight, Blakeney? I know. Look, we've got to make it tonight. That girl and her father won't be safe much longer. I know. Confound it, man. You said you had a plan. What are we waiting here for? The very thing Chauvelin warned Bibo to watch for. A bunch of people leaving the city in a group. But why? You'll see as soon. This may be it. What? <laughs> Several men coming to the inn, headed to the gate. Keep your ears open. Oh, citizen Bibo! Your passport, all of you. Keep an eye on this group, men. Watch every move. What's the matter, citizen? Nothing is the matter. Just show your passport. <laughs> What for? Don't you remember me? Why should I remember you? But me and my men supplied the food for the police barracks and the prison. That's why. <laughs> it is unusual. You see me a hundred times. Watch him up on that plaster! All of you! Why should I be expected to remember every citizen who has business at the prison? I know you look familiar. That's all. I'm just following a routine procedure to safeguard the interests of the Republic. So, let us through the gates. After you have shown your passes, every one of you. They showed him the passports one by one. He knew the men. A vague recognition was in his eyes. But his nerves were too far gone for even the simple risk of letting them through the gate unchallenged. He held each passport for a very long time before he nodded for the men to go on. All right, he's let them through. Now what? Now, my dear Tony, I think he'll let us through, too. I've just found the key to the Mayo Gate. 
Yes, monsieur. I can ride a horse. How well? Very well. Ever since I was a child. Well enough to pass as a mounted soldier. A soldier? You must put on this uniform. Your father and I and the others will all be clad in the same manner. We can't risk detection, though. Much will depend on your horsemanship. Trust my daughter, monsieur. She will ride as well as any man. I'll ride beside her, Blakey. All right, Tony. Well, you can change in there, Mademoiselle Yvonne. And once we get dressed, remember, from that moment on, we are all members of the mounted troops, and I am the captain. If the trick I have planned for the gate fails, well, we'll all go down in one last fight. Don't look at me with such concern, monsieur. I know how to use the pistol you gave me. Good girl. All right. All dressed and ready to go. Thibault's fear. It was our one chance. The only thing that could get us past the guards at the gate. As we entered the street that led to Mayo, I spurred my horse and the others charged after me. Citizen Thibault! Un gars, citizen! Hold through! What is this, citizen, Captain? What is wrong? The scarlet Pimpernel. He is headed this way. See alert. Ready, citizen. How do you know? Citizen Chauvelin sent me to warn you. He has information. The Pimpernel and his men and the prisoners will approach in disguise. The cursed Englishman has copied the features of one citizen Durand, who brings food to the prisoners. <laughs> citizen Durand? Yes. En garde now. My men and I ride to warn the other troops to be on the lookout. All right, men. Head back. Captain! Captain! What wait! Is it, citizen? Quickly! The cursed Englishman! He has been here. Listen to me an hour ago with Durand Francois. Ah! Then you have captured him. No! I should have been warned sooner. I let him through. You fool! You let the scarlet Pimpernel escape! I could not help it! His papers were in order. You warned me too late. Too late to save your life. I must ride and tell Citizen Chauvelin. You have forfeited your head. No, no. Listen to me. You can't stop him. They were on foot. They can't be far away. Capture him. Capture him and save me and bring glory upon yourself. How long ago did they pass? My orders are... Listen now, Citizen. Give chase, I beg you. All right, Citizen. But it is on your head, not on mine. Don't talk. Go, go. Open the gate for this poop. Open them. All right, men. We are after the Pippinel. Hey. Catch this north, citizen Bibo! The special order! I'll get it! Hurry! All right, men! We are safe, but ride hard! The road to Calais! Release me, you're a marvel! You knew just what Bibo would do! If the Scarlet Pimpernel knows women as well as he knows men, he must lead a charming life between adventures. I've never complained about my lot, mademoiselle. I'll wager poor citizen Bibo is complaining about his. Oh, I don't know, Tony. He may be especially fond of poetry. Blakeney has just come back a few days ago. Blakeney! Oh, Blakeney! Yes, little boy. You want me? Yes, you've just come back from France. Lady Margaret thought you might know some new tale about the Scarlet Pimpernel. Pimpernel? Oh, afraid not, old boy. See, I was pursuing a lady. Dancer from the ballet, what? Well, you know. Oh, I say. There's the Prince of Wales. 
Must go and pay my respects. Huh. I should have known better than to ask him. Yes. I wonder why we even invite him here. Uh, a habit, I guess. In every gathering, there's always one idiot like Blackness. Oh, well, shall we join the others, my dear? 